What does God really think about you? Do you think you've made so many mistakes that he must hate you by now? Has the pain, shame, and guilt of your past held you in captivity and left you wondering if there's any hope left for you? Maybe you're one of those who've been so hurt by church leaders and church people that you have all but given up on God. Well, I'm here to tell you that today is turnaround time. This is where we draw a line in the sand and tell the enemy it's this far and no more. This is the Sounds of Surviving Overcomers Overcome podcast. So, so, and I'm your host, Melinda Brown. My friends, this is the podcast that it seems everyone has been asking me about. Finally, this sound, quote unquote, is one of my absolute favorites. It is the sound of my oldest daughter's voice. Her name is Ashley Vega, and she lives in Honolulu, Hawaii, with her gorgeous family, my son-in-law, Shane Vega, and my beautiful G-babes. Juliet and Julian, they are five and three and the absolute delight of my life. This girl, she is smart, witty, articulate, fun, funny, adventurous, gifted, talented, and anointed woman of God. And I'm just so proud of her. She's a good girl, loves her mama, loves Jesus. We got together on Zoom not too long ago, so there's also a video version of this available, but I decided not to publish that one, at least not for now, because we both broke out into a cry, all right? I'll just be real. We both broke out into a cry. She couldn't ugly cry if she tried, but me on the other hand, yeah, I'm not even going to go there with you. I'm thinking that maybe sometime down the road, I might put a video together of small clips from that conversation because she's just so darn gorgeous. She's so darn, I'm just in love with her. She is amazing. I'm not just saying that because she's mine, all right? That is the very first video podcast. So on top of it being with my oldest and one of my beautiful five marvelous children, that's the first one. So Somewhere down the line, I see the Lord using it, but just not yet. And that's that. But what she shares, the reason why we cried, is that she caught me totally off guard. But it's what she really felt that God was highlighting to her for right now. So obviously, it's the one that God wanted to use to touch someone's heart who will be listening to this. And I said this from the start. I will stop for the one. And if you are the one today, then all of this is is worth it. First, though, a little backstory. I really felt like Ashley was the one to be my first interview. My idea of how the conversation might go and how it went, like I said before, were two different things. She ended up sharing a story of forgiveness. This is an area that she overcame some serious personal pain in within the last 10 years. And she tells of the journey with her stepdad. This would be my second husband. And how she went from absolutely her word, hating him, 
we don't use hate in this family, and she even says it (laughs) in our interview. She hated him. She went from hating him to loving him and then losing them and how she overcame that and what God revealed to her and how she grew in the process. He was a great man. What else can I say? He came into her life at the age of eight years old. She was almost nine. And though he tried really hard, she couldn't stand him at first. But he never gave up. And over time, he became a second father to her. He and I split up in 2009, and we were divorced in 2010. And so this is her overcoming story in that area. It's one of love resisted, love that persisted, heartbreak, and forgiveness. It's so powerful. So my prayer is that at the end of this, someone is broken free of their past hurt and that you will be given permission to forgive and move on so that even if there's no restoration or reconciliation or closure for you, you're going to find peace restored in your life. So with no further hesitation, here is part one of our interview. So let's talk a little bit about your testimony. I've got so many. Actually, um, start with your favorite. <laughs> or which I, just, um, I was actually sharing with my small group. Um, as you know, I'm in school, but I guess not everyone listening will know that. I'm in um, Bethel School Supernatural Ministry. And um, we have... It's called revival group. We have it once a week. And then after that, we break out into smaller groups and the small, it's the same small group that meets every week. So it's just, we were in our small group. It's me and, um, one to, I think four other girls. So it's a very small group. Um, and we were sharing our testimonies and I'm just, I was kind of asking the Holy spirit, like, Lord, what should I share? Because I feel like I have so much I could share, right? Like, Yeah. I don't have necessarily one. I don't feel like I have like, here is my testimony. I have very many testimonies. Like I have a testimony about how I came to the Lord and how I came to know him. I have a testimony about how I, how I came to know God more through my relationship with my husband and, you know, like what my life was like as a kid. Um, and like, you name it, I have testimony, but as I was sharing, and then this was actually when we got on probably about 30 minutes ago, when we got on our, our call um, and you, you mentioned, okay, like what is something that you've overcome? It brought me back to what I ended up sharing definitely divinely shared. Cause I was like, Whoa, I even forgot that actually this was part of my story as I'm sharing, which is uh, to me such a clear sign that I've overcome because not that I forget, but um it didn't even dawn in my mind when I was thinking about what's my testimony, you know, like what's something like hard I've been through and and that I've overcome. And I guess I would say this, I have, I've overcome my identity as a daughter Mm. and, um, Oh, it makes me want to get choked up, but I'm, I'm not choked up because I'm sad. I'm choked up because I'm like, wow, God, you, you're so good. And, um, Holy, Holy. I think a lot of us have, in the world, right. A lot of us have parent issues in general. And, um, as so many of us more than it's like 
acknowledged, I think have issues that are rooted in our relationship with our mom. But I have a lot of like a lot of deep things, right. Are also are, are rooted in relationships with your father and right. We see that it's very clear because he's God, the father. Right. And, um, I was, I ended up sharing about, um, my relationship with my stepdad to give a brief history, right. You and dad got divorced. I always feel like I was younger than I was, but I know that I was in the third grade. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I remember because that's when I moved to Ledger, Connecticut. We were in Groton, Connecticut, moved to Ledger, Connecticut. And that's when, um, so I remember third grade is when I moved schools. And then that's how you remember stuff as a kid. Right. I'm not like, I was <laughs> like, yeah. So I was young. I was probably like seven or eight when you guys started yeah. when you like told me that you were getting divorced. I remember that specifically just because I was very surprised. I was shocked to hear that you were getting divorced, which was a good thing because that meant that I didn't feel any of it. You know, like I didn't feel tension at home. I didn't feel pain or sorrow at home. I didn't feel what you guys were going through. And I think that you guys did a really great job of keeping your issues um, between you guys and not letting them affect it. Cause we were still so small, right? If I'm seven at the oldest, the rest of my siblings are all younger. So you guys got a divorce and I just idolized my dad, right? When I was that young, I remember he would go out to sea cause he was in the Navy and he went on submarines and he'd go out to sea. And I just, any, any gift he brought me back was like my favorite in forever until I got a new one. I remember I had these pair of boots even that I did, would not let you throw away, even though they didn't fit me anymore, but he got them from like Norway, I think. And I just loved these, these winter boots and couldn't leave them away was because I love my dad so much. Yeah. And, um, he got remarried and he stayed in Connecticut as long as he could. He left and he went to Pennsylvania after he was in California for a year by himself. But then after that, right, they went to Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, they went where my stepmother's family lived. So they were not far away from them. And um, he retired and got a job out there. In the meantime, um, I moved across town to the next town over with you and Bill, mm-hmm. who was my, my stepfather for eight years, mm-hmm. right? And when you guys got married in my third grade self, I hated him. Mm-hmm. Like I was raised not to say the word hate because hate, my mom always said, hate means you wish somebody was dead. So we don't use the word hate unless you really feel that way. And so I, that impacted me a lot in my life. I don't say I hate people unless I really mean it. <laughs> I learned that from grandma price, by the way. <laughs> she is the woman of wisdom, but, um, me in third grade, I hate, I did not like Bill. I didn't want him in my life. Right. One of those like stereotypical stories of like, your dad moves out, this new guy comes in and you're like, no, absolutely not. You get no part of this. Like, I don't want you to have any part of my family. And I remember I especially didn't want him to marry you because you guys got married on a cruise ship. And I was extra pissed about that because I wasn't able to be there still to this day, not happy about it, but (laughs) not a decision I supported, (laughs) but whatever. It's neither here nor there. Um, 
but I did not like him. Right. And this is, this is an important part of the story. I wanted nothing to do with Bill. Bill was, I was disgusted with Bill, like the way that he treated, not treated. He was a good guy, but I would say he couldn't discipline in a good way. And I think he knew that. And so I would step in and be like, well, these are my siblings. And so I'm going to discipline them. And um, that was my way of protecting my brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. And so I did. And um, I started putting them in timeout. I started um, making them be the, I was the one that said, you need to do your homework. I was the one who said, you need to clean your room. I was the one who set all these boundaries. And of course, of course you did, you know, you're the wrong. But I, at the same time, I started doing all these things. I made myself another parent because that was, I was more comfortable with that coming from me than coming from a stranger or coming from this man that I didn't accept in my family. Yeah. Um, so if you're not family to me, you don't get to do all these things. And that was me even from that age. Right. I, I was dead set. I'm, I just remember it clearly how I felt about him and the role I then started taking on with my brothers and sisters, which impacted even my relationship with them. That's, that's a whole other podcast I could go into. That's something else I've had a series coming here. I know. Maybe it'd be our podcast one day. Yeah. It'll be like family therapy sessions. Yeah. Right, everyone. As time went on, me and Bill grew very close. Mm. We were very close. Well, I was in, I was probably, I was going to college, huh? High school. College. I, I was yeah. in high school. You're graduating like, high school. Yep. Yeah. Um, Cause I remember you guys were separating mm-hmm. and it, this was a long process, you know, like no, no divorce separations tends to be a short process, especially when you've built a life together. Mm-hmm. So now I've basically grown up, right? Like I've spent my whole finished out elementary school, middle school, high school. And now I'm madly in love mm. with my stepdad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we used to joke because he would be like, you're not supposed to have favorites, right? I was definitely Bill's favorite, mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. definitely his favorite. And we would joke when it was just me and him. And I'd be like, Bill, am I your favorite? I'm your favorite, hon. He'd be like, yeah, yeah, you are like, yeah, we just had a special relationship. He loved all of us so much, but yeah. um, he's a good guy. We had a very special relationship after you guys got divorced. Mind you, I dealt with issues this whole time with my biological father, who I love dearly. We have a growing relationship, but there was quite a a big period of time where I just didn't want anything to do with him. And, you know, I'm I'm, I'm an adolescent, then I'm a teenager. Like, I go through a lot. You go through a lot emotionally. So I don't blame this on myself, but I just felt very misunderstood by my dad. I felt abandoned by my dad, having him having left the state. And um, felt like he chose another family over the one he already had. So, but that was my understanding then, you know, but that was so that regardless though, this is how I felt. Mm -hmm. And I remember when you guys were really separate, like you were separating, but you hadn't gotten a divorce yet. Mm -hmm. And um, I would talk to Bill. I talked to Bill all the time. And I remember being home on a weekend and sitting in the car with him in the driveway because at first, right, Bill was trying to get you. This is my understanding is Bill was trying to like win you back and be like, no, please, like I'll do anything to make this work. And you were like, no. And then the role switched where 
Um, he started seeing someone else and you were like, okay, let's make this work. And Bill was like, no. So, um, it was a roller coaster for me because I'm pissed at all of you. Right. I'm like, <laughs> what are you so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? This is ridiculous. Like you just figure it out. Make it work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, why can't you just grown up just other act that way? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so for me, I would felt like, why can't you just choose each other at the same time? Like, this is stupid. You know that she yeah. wants to be with yeah. you. You know that he wants to be with you. Um, this is a poor excuse. Like I felt like him being in another relationship, like, was it just a stupid reason to not marry your wife? Mm-hmm. So I, uh, regardless I'm in it, right? Like I, I'm, I have no say, but I feel like I'm also in, in it. And I remember sitting in the car with him and him kind of explaining to me, like, where you guys are at and like where he feels like you were at, what he wants, what he's regrets. And we just were having a heart to heart. And I told him, so this chokes me up because I had really gone from really not wanting him in my life at all. And then to this moment where I said, when I get married one day, I want you to be the one to walk me down the aisle. Mm -hmm. And in that time now, right. I told you I have a growing relationship with my dad and um, who, and I really love him dearly, but me in that moment, I said, I don't want anybody else. I don't want two people. I don't want three people. Like I want just you to walk me down the aisle, no matter what happens with you and my mom, this is how close I had grown to bill. And so I'm just like trying to catch my, uh, yeah. my breath almost. Come on. <sighs> Let me just take you deep breath. And, um, I'm sharing this, not all of this, but this is the story that I shared with my small group because I, I spent so much time angry with him for decisions that he made because we had this agreement to still be very close. So, you know, you guys went through your divorce, um, settled and, um, he moved to North Stonington with his girlfriend, moved in with her. And I remember even celebrating my 18th birthday there. And being with Bill and my best friend at the time, we were there, we just celebrated and it was just three of us and Bill stayed up with us, played games. Like we just hung out and um, just genuinely spent time together after, I don't remember how long, but after some time he wasn't with that woman anymore and he started seeing someone else. And um, I believe the woman he's currently married to, I don't know why, I don't know when exactly. I don't know how it happened, but at one point I just couldn't get a hold of him anymore. Mm-hmm. He wasn't answering my phone calls, mm-hmm. wouldn't answer my text, didn't answer my email. And um, my life was changing. I was in, I had gone through two years of college, could no longer afford college. Now I would have been a junior in college, but I couldn't get anyone to co-sign a loan for me. So I had to pull out of school and start working full time and I get engaged and, you know, so lots happening in my life at this point where I'm engaged, Bill's no longer in my life. I don't know why. Mm. And (laughs) I feel like now I'm at a point where my biological dad has left. And then the dad I accepted in my life that I never wanted in the first place Mm -hmm but I felt gifted with Mm -hmm. now he's gone 
except he's not right. Like he, he's like a few tones over and he's right there. I remember, remember when I was like, mom, I'm writing him an email and I just want to tell him all the ways I feel. And I had so much inside me. Like I was really angry most of the time at him, but it came from the, the root wasn't anger. The root was sadness. Like I was sad. I felt betrayed. I felt um, abandoned. <sighs> I said, I'm writing him an email. And I did, I wrote him an email and it was just, I remember everything that came out. I thought I was basically going to like cuss him out. <laughs> I thought I was going to be like, I hate you. And here's all the reasons why I'm so mad at you. And you hurt me so bad and X, Y, and Z. And I didn't, I wrote him an email that was all about how much I loved him. Wow. And in that email, I remember telling him I'm engaged and you would be so happy for me. I just always imagined you here. And it brought me back to that moment where I said, I want you to walk me down the aisle. Mm. And now you're not even here, you know? Mm -hmm. And I didn't even, um, I didn't even bring it up because I didn't want to hurt him. I just said, I love you. Like, I forgive you. I hope you know, like, I was still want a relationship with you. Yeah. I don't know why. You left me, but like, I'm willing to, to be like, if you would just talk to me, we could like work it out. I asked you for all his emails because he's a business guy, right? So he's got so many and uh, you gave me every email that he has. And that was, that was probably, I don't know, 2012. I think, yeah, it was like cold 2012, maybe the beginning of 2013 to this day, it is 2021. I have not heard back from him. I've, I've never got a response from Bill. And that broke something in me. You know, it's funny. We all want to like sing about being an overcomer, mm -hmm. but you can't be an overcomer without something to overcome. Yes. That is you, the Lord knew we would have things we would need to overcome. Yeah. And um, that's why he says, you're not just an overcomer. You're more than that. Right. Like you're not just going to overcome. This is going to actually propel you into a greater depth of who you're meant to be. And you're going to be so much greater and bigger and stronger. And, and there's going to be so much life that comes out of what feels like death, you know? And um, I spent years, years just being so mad. I went on, you know, my life went on. It's the hardest thing to give away and the last thing on your mind today. It's the opposite of how you feel when the pain they cause is just too real. Takes everything you have to say the word forgiveness. All I can say is, wow, thank you so much, Ashley, for just being transparent and vulnerable and very honest about your story. And guys, everyone has a story. Everyone has a way that they remember it. And I want you to know that just because someone may not remember the story the way that you do, it doesn't diminish your memory or your recollection of the way the events unfolded. 
They are authentic and they are significant because you are significant. And don't miss part two. I'm going to publish both of those at the same time just because I really felt that the Holy Spirit was saying they both need to come out at the same time. I just didn't want to make an hour-long podcast. So you can listen to both parts at once or not. Totally up to you. Where Ashley's going to pick up where she left off because I just literally split the video right there and the rest of it you're going to hear in this next podcast. It's all about forgiveness, guys. It's the redeeming value of the blood that was shed on the cross by Jesus Christ. And he is the redeemer. He's the healer. He is the reconciler. He is the restorer. Yeah, look, nobody's exempt, guys. But the good news is, is that in him, there's hope. And in him, there's healing. Don't miss it. Thanks for sticking around. Love y'all. See you next time. years just being so mad I went on you know my life went on I got married
It's interesting. I will side note that with no doubt that Bill loves you. And it's funny. I literally, I just got a message last night from Garrett that just said, I love you. Oh yeah. I love that kid. 